remember planning your wedding? Are you planning it right now and thinking, why is this so stressful? You're not alone. With budgets to juggle, big plans to make, and friends and family to keep happy, wedding planning has become less about fun and more about work. Wedded Wellness is here to provide health and wellness tools to ease your stress and create routines that enable you to remain calm and strong on your big day and beyond. Because stress will always be with us. And what better than to cultivate wellness and identify your best self as you move into any stage of life. This is the Wedded Wellness Podcast. Hey everyone, Ashley here, your host of the Wedded Wellness Podcast. Thanks for tuning in this week. It's nice to socialize with you without actually saying you. (laughs) I don't know, I feel connected to the world when I talk into a microphone, weirdly. So... Yeah, we're all still in corona quarantine. Um, it's weird. It's one of the weirdest things that have ever has ever happened to me, and I'm sure you feel the same way. You know, how this is manifesting for me and my family right now is that we're just always together. It's just, you know, my kids are little. I have a two and a three-year-old, and, like, I don't go to the bathroom alone anymore. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It's... It's hard, but it's it's better than having to go to work and like be a, a doctor or a nurse right now. I feel for those people. I think that would be just so challenging. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all of those people that are continuing to work, that are continuing to do such important things um, that make people like me make our lives easier. Um, yeah, just some gratitude to start this whole thing off. There's been a lot of surprises through this process. I think that I had always thought that being a stay-at-home mom would be literally the worst thing ever, (laughs) just for me, for my personal well-being. And you know what? It's been more fun than I thought. Like, I get some work time in because my husband is so great at, like, giving that to me Um, because he's got a job right now that is very necessary. He works with nursing homes, and um, he needs to be there a lot. But I, my work is flexible, and it's fluid, and and no one is going to die if they don't have yoga. So, Just having a little space in my day to work feels really good, feels really fulfilling, just like this right here. And I'm starting to teach a lot more online, which has been so much fun. A lot of you um, listeners have probably experienced the free yoga classes on Tuesday and Thursday. If you haven't yet, hop on my Instagram, um, find the Zoom link to participate in a free yoga class online. So we're doing them on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 1 o'clock and then on Mondays at 5 p.m. Some of them are like more traditional vinyasa flow classes and then some are yoga sculpt, which are like a cross between a fitness class and yoga. So yeah, those are totally free. Um, If you're loving these online classes and you want just like a regular workout pretty much every day, check out the website whereismyyoga.com. So a couple... Um, fellow friends and yoga teachers put this together to bring everyone that's doing digital classes into one schedule. Um, a lot of us teachers have have been teaching for a long time with Core Power Yoga and Core Power is such an amazing company but they had to make the very hard decision to lay off all of their teachers during this time. It's a temporary layoff But a lot of us that teach there are like, oh, I still want to teach. What am I going to do? And so 
we're teaching these online classes. So check out whereismyyoga.com to see who's teaching on a regular day, how to get their Venmo or rather their Zoom link, and then also to support them. If you take their classes and um, you want to just say thank you, you can shoot them a $5, $10 thank you on Venmo. Not necessary, but it does make a big, big difference. So Thanks to Stu and um, Zainab for putting together that awesome website just to bring people to our yoga classes. That's awesome. Okay, so another thing that I'm doing right now is planning so many special events. It's been so much fun to put together special events online. I'm collaborating with some of my favorite people, some former guests. If you remember Gina Seval of um, an earlier episode in which she talked about past lives, we are going to be doing a super fun event together on April 9th, um, so a week from when this is dropping, and it's going to be a restorative yoga class led by me, and then um, a group hypnosis session led by Gina. I've done one of these with her before, and it's like, it's like takes you to another world, I mean literally, and what I noticed is that like I was able to self-study to get more introspective than I ever have before through her group hypnosis sessions. So it's kind of like a good taste of what hypnosis feels like with Gina. So that's on April 9th if you want to be a part of that event. Um, tickets are $30 and you can get them on our website, um, 7 o'clock April 9th, 7 o'clock Central Time. All right, let's hop to this episode. So I'm so excited to be chatting with Ryan Klutz today from A Mindful Bride. Ryan and I were connected via Instagram, and her brand, A Mindful Bride, is just so unique and so smart. So she's out in California. We had the chance to chat on Zoom about what it's like to plan not only for your wedding, but for your marriage. What does that look like? What conversations can you start now in this planning process so that Things are more fun, more easy, more light when you're in that, you know, stage of marriage. And it's an interesting parallel to what's happening right now where we're all at home and we have maybe some extra time to have conversation, to communicate. Um, She has put together a super cool downloadable date night and it's just a list of questions to start conversation that if you're engaged or you've been married for a long time or you're just dating, really any couples can can have these conversations, work through these questions. Um, John and I worked through these last weekend and it was super fun. It, it did lead to some really great conversation that wasn't even related to the questions that Ryan put together. So I'm going to link up that downloadable um, date night in the show notes. And yeah, I want you to hear what Ryan has to say. She's so smart. She's so fun. And I think it's an interesting topic right now as we're all at home with our families. So let's get to the episode. So Ryan, will you talk about your brand, who you are, how you got into starting A Mindful Bride? It's just such a cool idea. I want to hear your story. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Um, So basically, my husband and I, we got married at 23. And I did have a lot of people around me telling me that we were too young and that we should live some of our lives, get further down into our careers before we get married. But we just had this sense that we're ready to start our lives together and we're going to go off and we're going to have our adventures together. So why don't we go ahead and get married? And there were a lot of pieces of the wedding planning process. I was a DIY bride. I did everything DIY as much as I possibly could. 
down to the invitations and programs and favors and the floral arrangements. I didn't do my own bouquet, but I did like everything else. <laughs> and so during that time, only being 23, there was a part of me that felt like, well, I'm not an adult yet. I just got out of college. So I'm not an adult. I'm not being treated like an adult. So I must not be an adult. And so when certain people would impose their will on us for our wedding, I just kind of went along with it, even though sometimes it was upsetting. I know at one point we had uh, some family members let us know that they weren't going to come to the wedding unless we made it a date that worked for them. And uh, we, so we moved our wedding. <laughs> yeah. And so, but, you know, being as young as we were, we just felt like, okay, well, if you say so, you know, and, and I think my, my biggest thing um, that I remember is we hired a violinist to play live music for the um, ceremony for every, for the bridal procession. And I told her that I wanted Canon in D, which it's kind of cliche, but I, I just love it. Yeah, I love it's beautiful. It. And I yeah. Wanted, yeah. And I, I wanted to walk down the aisle to that. They also, for some reason, play it at Christmas time, which is just another thing for me because we love Christmas time so much. And she flat out said, no, this is what I'm going to play for you. And she played it and it was pretty, but I have no idea what I walked down the aisle to because that's what she played. And I don't remember it at all because that's not what I wanted. And I just remember feeling in that moment like, oh, okay, well, I guess you're the expert, so I don't get to have a say. And now I would have been like, actually, if you don't play what I want, I will go find someone else. <laughs> I know, I know. So, like, you paid so, her. I mean, you paid her to play, and she just was like, yeah, no, I'm going to play this. Yeah, yeah. And I and I think it was me taking on that identity of like, oh, well, I must not be a grown-up yet because no one around me is treating me as such and then also everyone around me just being like here's what you should do for this and here's what you need to do for that um the only thing that I did that was mine and I owned it and I didn't care what anyone else said was that I got a green sash to put on my wedding gown and um people were like, what? You're going to have a color on your wedding gown? That's insane. That you're crazy. And I was like, I like it. <laughs> and um, now it's like, you don't even have to wear a white dress. Like you can wear a pink dress, a black dress, you know, whatever, whatever you want is fine. So um, I'm glad things have turned in that direction. But all of that was to say that I think a lot of brides have this pressure put on them by other people because the two things that people are always willing to give their opinions on are weddings and babies. Oh and my gosh. You're so <laughs> true. <laughs> I know. I know. I always tell people if you're going to have kids, don't tell anybody what the names are going to be until you have decided. Don't tell them what you're thinking about. Just wait until you pick names, tell them what the name will be and don't ask for it. Don't allow for any input. Cause you're going to get it either way, but you'll get a lot less of it. If you go ahead and put it out there, like, here's what we decided. Right. Um, yeah. So it's just, I, I, I know that there's a lot of that still going on, you know, family members putting pressure on people to do what they want. There's also pressure from 
some vendors can be kind of pushy and sometimes you do need to listen to your vendor. You know, if you're trying to get out of season flowers and they tell you, I'm sorry, those aren't available at that time of year, that's different. Um, but there are some vendors like, you know, the one who played violin at our wedding who are a little bit more pushy than I think they should be. And I, so I knew I wasn't the only one that went through that. And then we got married and it, we just didn't know how to handle a lot of things. We did premarital counseling that was required from our church. We read a very small book together, but then that book ended up in a box and we never looked at it, never got it back out. So we didn't, I don't remember anyone telling me, you know, these tools that you need to learn for having a relationship, you're going to need to rely on them forever. <laughs> um, but I think, um, you know, my understanding was like, oh, great, we're going to do this premarital counseling, we're going to read this book, and then boom, we'll get it, we'll have it, we'll know it, and we'll never have a problem ever again. Um, and that's not true. Um, <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I really just want to help brides shift their focus from being so heavily focused on the wedding to, okay, what about after the wedding? Because there's that sentiment of, oh, I can't wait to grow old with you. That's great. But what about all of the part in between the wedding and getting old? <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh. What about so, your thirties? Like your forties? <laughs> Yeah. What about all the rest of that? And you, I mean, what's old to you? Like, are you imagining yourself 95 with no teeth? Like, are you imagining yourself like just out of just getting retired? Like there's, it's just so vague. And, um, so I, I think people just don't really spend a lot of time thinking about that. And so when I say plan an epic marriage, what I'm talking about is just really dreaming and visualizing with your partner about how you want your life to look because there's this you know there's a mainstream idea of how things should go you get married you get a house you have babies and you settle down whatever if that's what you want that's great but I also want people to understand if that's not what you want if you and your partner want something totally different from that do that do the thing that you guys want to do together because that's way more important than checking off some arbitrary boxes that don't actually exist. <laughs> yeah. I love hearing this story. Like it's so full circle that when you're, you were young, even though you knew what you wanted, you knew that you wanted to get married and you knew which you wanted Canada and Dean, all of these, you know, these things that you wanted, but someone was telling you otherwise. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's true of marriage too. Like we know what we want, but it's like, there's these societal pressures to do certain things like to have kids or to not have kids or to get married later in life, even though like, you know what, I just, I want to get married. I mean, I was young too. And I, I don't regret it at all. Like we had no idea what was going on. <laughs> yeah. We made a lot of poor choices, but it didn't matter. And I just, that's such a smart idea. It's like, to me, it says tapping into your own power, like from day one, you know, getting, we're in this partnership together. We are powerful together. Let's mm -hmm. trust our gut. Let's empower each other. Let's choose things 
that make us feel even more powerful, even more, I don't know, vibrationally higher. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, we, on some level, were doing that. We kind of just knew that we were going to go on an adventure together, that that's kind of how we viewed it. And uh, we moved away so that um, my husband could pursue a, a passion of his, which was sort of our first step into this idea of let's create the life that we want and not the life that's expected of us. And, um, but at the same time, it was great. It was great to have that adventure, but we also, as we grew, we didn't understand how to, how to grow together for a little while. Um, we were both growing and changing and I know for me personally, I didn't, I took a lot of things personally that were just parts of growth. Mm, And I think I, I, I have heard that one of the, one of the big reasons why people end up getting divorced is, well, he changed or she changed. We're all going to change. That's inevitable. And if you don't change, well, I don't know what you're doing. I mean, (laughs) everyone, everyone grows and changes. And so to think that the person that you married at the beginning is just going to stay exactly the same for life is just not true. And so it was hard for me to accept that truth. I, I didn't understand that why we were changing or like what was happening. And it wasn't until we sort of figured it out and came back together and started having conversations about how we want to go, like where we want to go together, that we were able to, to get along better, speak to each other more kindly in, in those hard times. And, you know, we're not perfect, but I feel like we have such a better handle now on our communication. So communication is a huge, huge part of it. So I think ha- and having an understanding that while you're building dreams together, that's awesome and it's very important. You still are going to change. Your dreams might change. You know, what you want might change. But if you can have that communication piece, then whenever you're changing, you have a partner that you can talk to about it. Mm-hmm. Change and- is good. It's a good thing. Yeah, it really is. And I, and when I was younger, I did not think that I didn't like it. (laughs) And I, I struggled for a long time with feeling that I have to do, I have to live this life that's expected. Like we don't have a house yet. We, we didn't buy a house and that's bad and we don't have kids yet. And so we're supposed to be checking off these boxes and we're not checking off these boxes. So I felt conflicted because we were having a good time doing our own thing apart from what was expected of us. But because we weren't doing what was expected of us, I was struggling and not knowing which one to pick. Um, And when I was able to release that, like really release whatever is expected of us from, you know, when you say they, you're kind of just making that up in your head. it's really like two people. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, when you think about what are they going to think of me, you're, you're thinking about like one or two people that, you know, and it's probably not even actually true. 
And, it's like your parents um, or like somebody that yeah. you're really close to. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and I, I remember at one point, I think, you know, thinking that my dad was really heavily judging us for our decisions. And he told me at one point when I, when I sort of let him know that, he was like, I don't care what you're doing as long as you're having a good time and, and doing what you love. And, um, and that, like, he sort of gave me permission which I didn't realize I needed until he said it. And so there's all these pieces that we've weave in. And I think because we've been married for 13 years, if you do the math, you can figure out how old I am. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then we, we've got a really good handle on knowing where are we going and how are we going to get there together? Right. And, and, you know, it doesn't have to be this like heavy thing either. It can, it can be fun. You just have to work at it. Do you ever use the Brene Brown tool? Um, you know how she like will verbalize what's the story that's in her head. Do you ever do that? I do actually. I don't do it as often as I probably could or should, but there are times where I will if I, if I, sometimes I just feel the urge to talk about it. And Mm -hmm. when I do, the problem just ends up seeming very silly. (laughs) Right. Um, Right. As soon as, like, as soon as you verbalize, like, here's what I had going on in my head. And sometimes this happened yesterday, actually, I, I burst into the bedroom where he's sitting trying to (laughs) have some time to himself. And I was like, I'm, I'm having some resistance on this thing. And you know, I was supposed to do it yesterday. I haven't done it yet. And, and he didn't, he didn't say a word. I had a conversation <laughs> with myself while looking at him and the problem solved itself. <laughs> right. I, that's so, it's such a good tool. And I even think about like what you just said with your dad, like saying to your dad, I, in my, I'm telling myself this story that you are judging us or how, you know, however it went down. And he's like, that. I don't, I'm not doing that. Like, yeah, Yeah, there's so many times where we will, you know, make up this grand story in our heads. And for some reason, because our primitive brain wants to protect us, we always point that story in a bad direction to towards worry and fear. And I heard someone say one time, we have these amazing imaginations that can just really really create a ton of crap but what if we turned it around and started imagining the good possibilities and or like like we were just saying if we just ask the person you know I just was thinking this in my head is this is it just me is this just in my head or you know what were you thinking about this because most of the time they're gonna be like no I wasn't I wasn't thinking that at all yeah it's so true. And that's such a good tool with, with a partner, like, especially now when we're all a little bit confined, like in my mind, I was seeing, or I was thinking that you were mad at me because I just gave our daughter an iPad today because I couldn't do it anymore. And he's like, uh, I wasn't mad at you at all. I totally would have done the same, you know, it's just, uh, I love that. yeah. So let's talk about, let's talk about your ebook because it's so cool. And I'm so in love with the fact that you just like put that out there right now. Talk to our listeners about what it is and what was your inspiration. 
Well, yeah. So I just started to hear about weddings are being canceled and postponed because of all of what's going on with the coronavirus right now. And a lot of brides, not only are they stressed about their wedding and, you know, they've got all the normal wedding problems of pushy family members and decisions have to be made and, um, you know, the focus being taken off the marriage. And now they are faced with the fact that they may have to plan the entire thing all over again. Oh my God. Um, You say that and it makes me like, I'm sweating. I don't even know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That really sucks. And there's a lot of there. I know there's a lot of cases where they can pretty much keep everything the same, but they just put it on a different day on the calendar. But I think it's, there are some brides who they're looking out to those future dates and realizing, well, the photographer I hired is already booked that day or the makeup artist that I wanted is, is on vacation that week, you know? So um, there's a lot up in the air. And so I thought I actually was having this conversation with my husband and um, now it doesn't seem like it, but there's always times where things just plain suck And then after it's all over, you think, wow, that was actually a blessing in disguise. That's what we call it (laughs) when, you know, after the fact, when our hindsight is 2020. But what if we saw the blessing in disguise in the moment? So like right now, things kind of suck and, you know, you're having to postpone, cancel, reschedule, all these things. But you actually also have this great opportunity of more time. And so you can, you have extra time now to plan the wedding. If you have to push it out, then you have more time and you, you already have certain things in place. So you don't have to do all of it over again, even though it kind of feels like that. And then instead of spending so much time on the wedding, you actually have this great opportunity to focus on your marriage. And you can work on, you know, talk about what you want to do together after you are married. And honestly, I don't think it's a bad idea to put out there for if you were going to get married in March or April and you can find someone who's legally able to marry you. I say just go ahead and get married anyway. I've seen people doing this and I'm so inspired and it's like, just do it and then plan a big party later. Party later. Yeah. Because I think there's also this, this thing that we latch onto of, well, the wedding day has to be the very first day of the marriage. It's the, it's the thing. It's how you kick off your marriage is with this giant party. But what if you went ahead and got married and really continued to work on your vision for yourselves and each other and how you can support each other and how you want to communicate and then you almost have the, the, the wedding and reception as like a celebration of we've, we now kind of know where we want to go. And you can look at it differently. And it's okay, too, if you want to wait. I'm not saying that you have to do one way or the other because I, what I really also want to push is that people make decisions based on what they want, not based on what they think they should do. Um, but if we just take time to get creative or take a step back and 
because the more tightly you hold on to something, the harder it is to deal with change. And so that's why it's so heartbreaking to have to change all of your wedding plans. It's because it's this thing that you put all this focus on, but really where where the focus is is going to be more beneficial is is on the marriage um, because the wedding is just one day. Right, right. So what are some, okay, so now we've got this time, this like newfound bonus time. <laughs> what are some things that you would do or you would even like advise um, our listeners and brides and grooms to do right now to focus on their marriage versus just their wedding day? So I think mainly the pl- the place to start is, you know, you're, you're in the excitement of wanting to be married, excited about starting your life together. What does that actually mean for you? You know, you could, you could I, I um, suggest if you want to each separately kind of take some time to think about it and then come together and have a, dis- a discussion or if you want to just have this organic discussion, because I don't want people to think there's this step-by-step process and here's the things you do and here's the rules you follow to get X, Y, Z. This is going to be tailored to who you are as a couple. And do you want to have kids? Do you not want to have kids? So there's that. There's all all these things to discuss. You know, what are your career goals? What are your partner's career goals? How can you help each other? How can you support each other? When we first got married, my husband was pursuing a career goal. And I was just like, okay, well, I'll just get a job in my field wherever we go. Because I want to be with you. I want to go where you're going. And So I'll be the one who is more fluid on this because he had certain places where he had to be and I could just be anywhere. So there's certain things like that that you can talk about, but it all comes back to how do you want to feel together? How do you want to be together? And not just all the way out till when you're 80. Like think about five years, 10 years, two years you know, um, because when you just have this sort of like vague ish idea that's floating out there and you don't have an intention, you're, you're not, you're not going to go anywhere. (laughs) Right. Um, you know, we talk about setting goals in other areas of our lives and I don't necessarily mean that we need to set specific tangible, here's where we need to be on our five-year anniversary. And if we're not there, let's give up on each other. It's not, it's not like that, but it's sort of this, this fluid never ending thing. Where do you want us to go? And and when we get there, where do you want to go after that? And it's always going to change. I don't, you know, we we have to always remember that no matter what plans we make, the phrase uh, we plan and God laughs. I like to use that because you know, <laughs> I do like nobody, <laughs> nobody planned for this, you know, what we're going through right now. Um, but there's a lot of good that can come out of it if you can allow yourself to see it. Right. I think I have an idea for, so Ryan is awesome and is going to do a little giveaway for our listeners, like a little downloadable giveaway. I have an idea. What about 
like a date night downloadable list of questions for this conversation. Like make it fun, but like have some meaty questions on there. Like let's talk all of the the hard conversations. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I can do that. Cause the thing is too, I mean, you don't have to I love the date night idea, like making it into a date night because it, this doesn't have to be heavy. Right. And I think people, be fun. people make it heavy. Like, yeah, the question about kids, if one of you wants kids and the other one doesn't, that's heavy. <laughs> that's probably something that should be discussed before you even get engaged. Um, but most of this stuff, you want to just kind of feel it out and, 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 and you can always come back to it. You don't have to have one four hour conversation and feel like you need to figure it all out because we never figure it all out. We're constantly growing. We're constantly changing. And that doesn't stop. Um, there, that, that for me personally was very hard for me to wrap my head around for a long time because there have been points in my life where I literally will think to myself, Oh, I did it. I'm done. <laughs> I don't have to, there's, there's no, there's, I'm here. I made it. There's nowhere else for me to go. I don't need to develop anymore. I'll stop meditating. No longer needed. You know, like I am that, enlightened. Don't, don't do made it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, Sure. Yeah, I, you just you just don't and and let's see. I'll give a I'll give a specific example. It was after we had our first daughter. I meditated every day when I was pregnant. So did I. I love that. that. Excited. Sorry. Yeah, it was it was great. No, it was great. It's a, it's something to be excited about. It was it was awesome. I had a great pregnancy. I had a great um, delivery, and I think a lot of that can be attributed to the fact that I meditated every day and I concentrated on having a happy and healthy baby. And that's all I, that's all I wanted. And, and I got that. Um, but I also, after she was born, she was about five months old. We um, upgraded to a, a nicer, a nicer area to live. And we got there and I was like, I got the baby. I got the nice place to live. I am done. And I stopped meditating because I was like, I don't need to do that anymore. I got what I wanted you know? So, and then I proceeded to spiral like into this not so great place. It wasn't postpartum depression. Um, but I did end up having mastitis. Um, I started just not being very happy. Um, and I wasn't putting it all together of like, Oh, I've stopped taking care of myself because I thought I was done, but I'm not done. Um, it's like going to the gym. Yeah. You, you don't, you don't, you can't go to the gym for six months and then you get in great shape and then you stop. You just, you just keep going. You just keep doing it. You maintain. So. And that's it's so important now more than ever that like, yes, we are in a weird funk. This is a scary time. And mm-hmm. like, give yourself some grace to, to maybe cry a little bit, like take those naps, sleep in, and then let's get back on the horse. I mean, we have to, cause yeah. if we don't, like, it's going to be, like you said, it can be a dark place. Like whatever your routine is showering, meditating, like working out, whatever it is, <laughs> stick with it so that we can come out on the other end better than when we walked into this position. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge because I think it's, it's good to I think it's good to allow your routine to shake up, but don't skip stuff that's important. 
So, um, I mean, just this morning, I, so this, we, they've, they've closed the all but one common area, um, at where we live. And so I can't go to another room anymore and meditate or work or anything. So when I get up between like five thirty and six, I make my tea and I go in our closet. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I go sit on the floor in the closet because I still need to meditate. And I, I don't, we have a puppy, so I don't want to meditate in the living room because I don't want her to hear me shuffling around a bunch. And then, and then she thinks, Oh, it's time to be up. So I got to go somewhere where she's not going to hear me. And so that's, the bedroom closet and this morning just this morning I sat down in there on a pillow and I thought oh, I, don't, I don't really feel like meditating right now I don't really have to and then I and then right after that I was like no this is important just do it and you like it so what are you even talking about <laughs> so right now I'm listening to binaural beats oh, while yeah. I meditate um there's there's a lot of them on YouTube and I think they're, they're really great. I, I've described it to people as like, if I go to sleep listening to binaural beats, I will wake up feeling like a wrinkled sheet that got smoothed out. I've never done this. I need to do this. I'm so excited. I'm going to report back to you. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I, I'm not going to lie. Like it's, it's kind of, cause you kind of feel like, how can it be this simple that I could feel better by listening to some music? Um, I, there's different types out there. There's different frequencies and I can send you the frequency that I found that I like, but there are some that are just, it, to me, it's almost like noise. And then there are others that it's music and the beats are infused in the music. So you don't really, you just feel like you're listening to, to instrumental music. And I, that's what I like. Um, cool. Yeah. Send me which ones you like and I'll link them up in the show notes because yeah, yeah, a lot of people don't know what this is and like, it's really cool. Yeah. It's been very helpful. It had been been a while since I had done that, but you know, given the circumstances, I thought it would be a good time to pick it back up. So what else do you do? I love to watch on your Instagram that you and your partner are like really great at fun dates when you, when you can normally get out of the house, but what else guys do um you individually for like your self-care practices and then like do you do anything together we actually have a lot of talks which is something that i craved for a really long time and um that was that was one of those things that we were on we were in different places for a long time on that um we didn't really have tons of deep discussions and now we do, and it, it kind of happened organically. I mean, if we had started early on knowing how to do that, um, how to just sit down and have a conversation, even if it was only like five minutes long, we would have been practiced and gotten further along faster. But we do have these really incredible conversations about how we want to treat and raise our girls. Also. So how we want to train our puppy, you know, like just things like that. And we don't always agree, um, you know, that, that should be noted as well. Like we, sometimes the conversations aren't fun, um, but that's part of a partnership. You're, it's not always fun, but it's worth it. And you get a lot of meaning and joy out of the fact that you 
are working with someone. And I think um, we remember that we're on the same team. So we don't, we don't argue for the sake of winning or, or getting our point across. Um, we have conversations to come to a conclusion. And sometimes we don't come to that conclusion right away and that's okay, we come back to it. And we also, we try to push each other. Um, you know, not, we don't, we don't wanna be coachy with each other, but if one of us can see something that the other one can't, we might bring it to their attention. And so we're, we, we do, we have a lot of conversations and we're also, we try to be intentional about spending time with our kids too, because they're so little right now and there's going to come a time where they don't, they don't even want to hang out with us. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> like these are simple things, right? And now like it's, we're almost forced to evaluate how we're spending our time. Like we could be sitting and looking at the news and watching Instagram and just like scrolling, or we could be doing what you're talking about, like having real conversations, meaty, maybe uncomfortable conversations that result in this awesome conclusion at some point. Yeah. I mean, just this, so our date day is Thursday because that just happens to work out with the schedule and the kids and um, we actually still managed to have our date day, even though our oldest is out of school this, this past Thursday. And we ended up walking around um, West Hollywood. Everything is closed. So it was like a ghost town. We saw like three people and um, we had a really um, great discussion about how this is, this whole thing that's going on right now is pushing us forward. And it's very uncomfortable, but ultimately it's for our learning and it's for our good. Like I was saying before about how, how about we look at the blessing in disguise for what it is right now. And so that's what we had a discussion about. And those discussions just light me up. And, you know, we also watch movies together and, and other things, um, because that's something that he actually, he really loves to do. And before all the sports got canceled, we really <laughs> yeah. were, <laughs> we were, we were looking forward to like March Madness is huge for us. And we had a whole plan of, you know, bar hopping with our friends while the kids were taken care of. And so I think the day that they shut all that down was, it was March 12th. That was the hardest day for me was, because like I was like oh they're this is like this is for real they're like stopping everything and um so to have gone from that place of feeling you know very upset to have having come around to this place just you know a, a, a week later um has been nice but we did it together yeah hopefully this will rub off on me a little bit because we're on the earlier stage of this in Minnesota. And it feels really like, oh, okay, here we go. But like, you're right. Let, let's, let's settle in and the, you know, figure out a new norm a little bit at this, at this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just an, a new normal. And like, it's okay. Like I hopped on Instagram stories yesterday and I was like, 
you know, in light of everything that's going on, do the, do the tips that I put out there about, um, that's something that's on my website right now too, is as a survival guide for if you're stuck in the house together. So it's, it's just, it's very simple, you know, give each other space, put, make designated work areas, just be nice. Like just, just very simple things that when you're wrapped up in your annoyance of the other person, it's really hard to see. And so I got on there yesterday and I was like, you know, it's okay to move the furniture. <laughs> if, if you need to move <laughs> furniture in order to have that designated workspace, do it. And don't feel like you can't get crazy and creative. I mean, we, we pushed our couch like four feet out of the, off the wall and made a fort for our girls and it's going to stay there for a while. Yeah. So I just want, I just want to help as many people like as I can to shift from the fear and the worry to, even if it's just, what can I learn from this or how can I move forward? How can I grow from this? And my target audience is brides, but anyone can benefit from shifting their focus to the silver lining. So how can listeners find you, Ryan? Let's get them on your website, on your email list, because I, I love reading your emails and what, where can they oh, find you? you. <laughs> okay, so um, my website is amindfulbride.co, so it's just .co. And then I'm on Instagram as um, at amindfulbride.co as well. And my email address is info at amindfulbride.co. I'm also on Facebook, but not as much. Instagram is kind of my thing. And so if anybody needs any help with anything, especially when it comes to, you know, if your wedding got canceled or postponed, or even if you just got engaged and your wedding isn't until next year and you don't even have to worry about all of what's going on right now because you're just not even planning yet. Um, you know, I'm, I'm here for, for brides and couples as much as I can be. I love it. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for being on here and chatting and being honest and positive. And I think it's going to help a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah, I hope so. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. So watch everyone. Um, probably when I send this out, um, or when this goes live, we'll have something, a special treat from Ryan. Cause she's so cool like that. So awesome. Thanks again, Ryan. <laughs> this was great. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thanks again for tuning in today, listeners. If you like what you're hearing, do me a favor, give the show a quick comment and a rating and even better share it with a friend. They might need it right now. Tune in um, sooner than later for our next episode. Thanks, everyone.